0: 97.1 FM Talk Podcast.
1: Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors. Mark Cox here with you, along with uh, Bo Matthews and uh, Carl Middleman. Hello. Glad you're with us. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, love it. Weekend. It is uh, Doctor Green this weekend. No, boy, I wish he did that on Dr. Monday. Doctor Green this past week didn't didn't do well. To, uh, <laughs> thanks for bringing that, yeah, but it was a <laughs> scramble <laughs> and, a and scramble. they took your balls. So I had a cu- thanks for saying that. You're comment. welcome. I, I took uh, I, I did have a couple of good pots. Uh, we ended up like six under, I think, for the tournament out at Saint Albans uh, to benefit the Gateway Warrior Foundation. Great uh, organization, by the way. They raise money to provide service dogs for veterans Love that. who might suffer from PTSD or whatever, it costs, I was blown away by this, $40,000 to prepare one of these animals, feeding, training, selection, all that stuff to make sure they have the right animal. And they, it's not like one size fits all. They, they specifically train the dog for the individual who's receiving it. So what this organization does, they hold this huge golf tournament out there. We had fifty-four teams, I think, uh, and people people were just so generous. Uh, just it was breathtaking to good hear beer. from these veterans. It was it was great. Love that. Love yeah. the,
2: love organizations like that or Paw Stoppers mm-hmm. with the Kevlar vest for the canines. Uh, good stuff. Uh, we got a, we got a big show. I did, I did want to mention that because uh, we are going to be talking fishing on the program. So the weird thing is, is the way I can fall asleep at night is I as I watch old TV. So my wife and I are on this rabbit hole of the f- show Family Affair. Do you remember that show Family Affair with Mr. French and Buffy yes, yes, and you're Jody? Yes, are me. And
3: the doll. <laughs>
2: and uh, Mrs. Beasley, okay. yes. So, uh, so I go out on Wednesday to fish my pond. I have yeah. my, my fishing pole. And I, there's a reason I bring up Family Affair. But I go down there. I haven't fished my lake in two years. I, I just have been letting them grow and, you know, feed yeah, them and yeah. that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Bring my fishing pole. I'm thinking, you know what? It'd be nice to have a, a fish dinner out of my own pond tonight. Plus, is there fish in there that I might need in the future? We don't know. <laughs> Log jams, all that stuff. So I go down there, have a great time. I don't catch a thing. I get I get a couple of nibbles. I'm good. I'm You know, at least I know my, my water is clear as a bell so I can see them. And so I wrap it up, and of course, my wife, you know, made me soup or something. Um, so I did have something to eat. Um, so I go home. We get to settling down and watching Family Affair. The episode that we start is the episode where Uncle Bill brings Jody and Buffy and Sissy and Mister French on a fishing trip. <gasps> Only time that they've ever done. And we're like two seasons into this thing. It is. It was just. It, I looked at my wife. And I'm like, Come on. What are the chances? What are the odds? crazy crazy so anyway we are going to be talking about fishing later on uh plus getting in the outdoors what and
1: maybe family affairs i mean who knows <laughs> who knows
2: what we'll get into today it's just a nice escape from reality I, that's all i gotta say uh you have a fish store you're also going to share on the program
1: yes uh, b- about a uh, a a fail i guess it would be a fail because (laughs) no no no, no. it's not a fail started as a win it started as as a win it ended as a fail and i'll share the details with you later but all all i can say is sometimes you, you have to watch what you're told in the heat of the moment when you're reeling in that big fish um because uh it cost me a lot of money let's put it that way Oh my God! Detail, details, details, details! Coming I can't up wait to hear the on story on this episode. Don't, my goodness! Yeah, don't uh, don't take take Mark Sage advice uh, the if you if you go uh, abroad uh, fishing,
2: so. <laughs> well, uh, or if you
1: go fishing with abroad, you know, uh, take my advice.
2: Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Uh, so yeah, this this program uh, has a lot of a lot of moving parts to it. Um, and you ever get your kids and go out. Pumpkin picking or apple picking. Sure. Well, sure. there's a great farm that uh, we're going to be talking to Phil LaCrone from Stuckmeyer's Farm next uh, in just a moment uh, because he's got a big deal. And I, my wife goes to this farm. And this farm, I'm telling you, Mark, has grown so much over the years, Uh, they just keep adding on different things. We get our plants in the spring there and all that stuff, and they do vegetables and produce. So it's really cool, anxious to see what they've got going on. Uh, But you mentioned a a charity event you were at. Uh, I've got one Sunday. at uh, It's in Auto, Missouri, which is at 21 and M. And if you like Italian food, this is an all-you-can-eat Italian food event for backstoppers, and, matter of fact, they're using the entire parking lot with a giant tent, and they're going to have parking at, like, the German Cultural Society up the road. They're going to have shuttle buses to this thing. Pasta, salad, pork loin. I mean, just, we're going we're gonna to find out what's going on. a matter of fact, I was at the restaurant last week, and here is the description of what's going on Uh, This weekend on Sunday with Backstoppers. I am in Jeff County in Otto, Missouri. It's technically imperial, but I'm at Trattoria Giuseppe's. If you love great Italian food, there is a celebration of 15 years of Trattoria Giuseppe, and it's also a benefit. What a classy way to do it. Uh, I want to introduce you to uh, Giuseppe and Grace. Previzento. That's something. I'm so close. But you know what? I, I know you as Giuseppe and Grace. Congratulations Thank on 15. You.
4: Thank you very Thank much. You. We appreciate
2: it. You guys are 15 years in this little bitty town in the middle of nowhere. Whose idea was this? Uh,
3: it was his.
4: My, my
2: idea. <laughs> they thought that was crazy. When you first started though, I mean, mom and pop restaurants, right. two to five years and you're done. 15 really years has got to feel so good.
3: Nobody thought that we were going to last this long. I think they gave us what? Babe, six months. At the most. Oh, no. the six months. And here we are, 15 years later, going strong, going. It's, it's more than I could have ever dreamed or imagined. But that being said, we couldn't have come this far without our family, who was there for us and still yep. is. You know, from the get-go, they were there with us. And... All the wonderful, fantastic customers the regulars, like you, yeah, yeah. that, no, I'm, I'm that we have met and who are backing us still through all these years.
2: So uh, you've done a Backstoppers fundraiser before, two times, two times before. Three. This one's going to be the biggest this ever. This
3: like the granddaddy yeah. of them.
2: So yep, give an idea for those people that are thinking, you know what, I will go for a Sunday drive for great Italian food. What's going to be on the menu?
4: Well, uh, naturally salad. Uh, we're going to do toaster raviolis, which is a similar thing. we uh, going to have uh, two different kinds of pasta. Uh, we're going to do pork loin. We're going to do a ham. And we're going to do uh, meatballs. Wow.
2: And it's all you can eat, authentic
4: Italian cuisine.
2: What got you involved a couple of years ago?
3: Actually, Joe always said if we ever had our own business, he always wanted to do something where we could give back to the community. We wanted to do something for the first responders that come in to our restaurant. So that's how we really got involved with the Backstoppers. This is going to be the biggie, biggie, biggie. <laughs> <laughs> For us,
4: anyway, just to give it back to the community. Yes, that, uh, honestly, it's all about giving all back. About.
2: Well, it's it's all about great food. This is why my wife and my friends come here to Trattoria Giuseppe, 5442 Old Highway 21 in Imperial. Technically, it's auto, but you'll be able to find it if you go onto Facebook. But you also serve some of the finest Italian wine. So coming up next, uh, let's, uh, let's find uh, the distributor, uh, Joe Crawford of Tavaglio Vigneto, and I'm half Italian. What? My <laughs> grandmother would be so mad. Thank you guys, congratulations you. to both Thank you Thank very you. much, we Thank appreciate you so your much. time. All right, so the crew that's operating this thing, you know, it wasn't that long ago that we were working together down in Festus at another Backstoppers event, which happened to be a record, if I'm not mistaken, of I think $43,000. Doug Ruther of the automobile uh, conglomerate. Glad to be here and helping tutorial Giuseppe's get this done. Do you guys do things throughout the year or or is it just these two events are the big ones? We have a lot
1: of events that go on. We just got done with one at uh, Girding Enterprises, a big barbecue, which is put on by Girding Enterprises, but there's a lot of stuff in Jefferson County that a lot of people don't know about, and that's why we get involved because we are backstoppers of Jefferson County. 100% of this fund's goes directly to the backstoppers organization of course but we like to know what's going on in the community and we whatever we can help with them we'll we'll help them do and you know pitch them wherever we can
2: i'll tell you what you you've done a great job you did a great job at that auction we had a great time with that uh and i'm sure sunday's event is going to be great mike sims also with jefferson county backstoppers or vice for backstoppers of jefferson county okay now you look like one of the guys that's going to be at the guns and hoses fight in the ring is that true
1: no i'm not going to be in the ring
2: (laughs) (laughs) that is going to happen this year though i hear that is going to
4: happen yes i am part of the uh, guns and hoses committee as well
2: oh my gosh you are all over the place now what is your day job as well
4: um, I'm in the car business as well. I'm, uh, Doug's competitor. Bob automotive group.
2: Steel sharpened steel is what I understand, right?
4: That is correct. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but a common, uh, common respect for law enforcement. Thank you for your input as well. Um, you want to describe anything
4: that we've got going on Sunday? Obviously it's their 15th anniversary here for this restaurant, which everybody in this area knows that this is a go-to for good food. Um, we're going to have, uh, we're going to have a band out here that's going to play for us, uh, through the afternoon. Um, we have a live auction. I know we're going to have a gun raffle. Um, great food and then um it's just going to be one of those times that you're going to come out and support the best organization in this city and um obviously uh with the best families
2: absolutely mike well said thank you both of you gentlemen
4: so we want to see
2: everybody that loves good italian food and i've always said if you like your italian food on the hill well the elevation at trattoria giuseppe's is like 815 feet way higher than the hill Hey, it's something to do with the pasta and al dente, and it's got to be good. Anyway, at noon to 6, on Sunday, go to Facebook. You can look up Trattoria Giuseppe. All-you-can-eat authentic Italian cuisine. It's a backstopper's benefit, but it's also to celebrate 15 years of this wonderful restaurant. And if you've never discovered Trattoria Giuseppe, come on out here Sunday or any other time. All proceeds benefiting backstoppers. And thank you all. We'll see you on Sunday.
1: Thanks, Bo. And thanks to those folks for their great support of uh, backstoppers i think that's fantastic hey listen by the way it's fall and people want to get outside uh have you been to a farm lately we got a great story coming up if you want to get outdoors it is second amendment radio and the great outdoors we'll be right back
2: It is Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Mark Cox, Bo Matthews, and Carl Middleman pew, pew. is here, and this segment is brought to you by Razorback Armory. I talked to Jesse and Brad a couple of weeks ago, and I need to get in there. Uh, they're getting shipments of ammo all the time, and uh, and I need to get in there and stock up on 380. Do you have a 380? 380,
1: yeah. 380 is one of the ones that's been a challenge to get.
2: It is, and uh, they got mm-hmm. it, so I'm headed there, and you should too if you've never been. RazorbackArmory.com. Check out their website. Go see them in De Pere. Tell them Bo sent you to razorback
1: armor. yeah before that horrible boating accident i mean I, my goal was to have a firearm in every caliber yeah then the boat turns over most of them sank to the bottom of the lake unfortunately but you know it's the goals are good though right <laughs> diving equipment for your uh, birthday yeah, yeah
2: i will tell you uh, uh this old uh, hillbilly down in uh kentucky <laughs> before he died he buried five <laughs> barrels of moonshine on his property and I've had it. I've tasted it. Uh, <laughs> so sh- they found I- them?
1: Is that what you're saying? Well,
2: the family knew where they were. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. All but right. how, how f- forward thinking is that? But this guy, he could be standing anywhere in his cabin. Should I have not said that out loud? No, sure. Okay, go. You go. haven't
5: right. said where. It's a big state. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> you got to get them fish eyes in there, boy. That's what he used to say. He'd shake it up. Uh, but this man, I mean, literally anywhere he's standing in his house, he could reach a firearm. Just anywhere. It was just an amazing guy. So I feel bad about your ammo dump.
1: Yeah, well, it was was firearms, all of it just gone. So it's just a shame that, you know, it really is heartbreaking. Um, But, you know, just to be on the safe side.
0: (coughs) I'm just kidding. So
1: so my wife finally went there. I'll just have to tell you, Bo, Carl, Mm -hmm? I opened up the refrigerator yesterday. She had gone to the store. And I go to pull out my favorite morning coffee creamer, except... It was pumpkin spice. PSL. Oh boy! I'm like, oh, I was not ready for that yet. I'm
5: not. It's October now, though. A,
1: I'm not a huge opponent of of fall, although it reminds me of winter, so it's not always my favorite season. <laughs> but I try to avoid pumpkin spice as long as possible. Uh, and it's, it's now in my it's impossible.
2: refrigerator. I just, you know, just give me the pumpkin pie and I'll be good. <laughs> what you, you know? want to
1: do is go to a farm.
2: Yeah, well, you do, and that's a nice segue, because it is fall, and it is time to do, uh, to get the kids out and the family out. And a place my wife goes to all the time, uh, usually uh, with friends, is Stuckmeyer's Farms. Uh, their family farms are at uh, 141 and 21. They do a great job, and they've expanded over the years. Even during COVID, uh, they've done a great job. So we welcome uh, Phil LaCrone from Stuckmeyer's Farms on Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors. Welcome to the show, sir. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How how are things going at Stuckmeyer's? Are you all ready for the kids and uh, for pumpkins and everything?
4: We are. We are getting. Uh, we have everything set up. Uh, <laughs> the weather's been, uh, warm, and we had a little rain last weekend, but we have all the activities going. Um, it's been been uh, good so far. We got a good pumpkin, pa- good pumpkin crop this year. So. Uh, ready for everything
1: yeah sorry for making fun of pumpkin spice
2: (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't make pumpkin spice i don't think
4: no we haven't gotten into that yet
2: (laughs) Uh, phil if you would uh, tell the folks because people are willing to drive a distance to go bring their family to an outdoor uh you know event like yours like you guys put on tell it tell us about the farm how big is it how long you've been there all that good stuff
4: well we have been out here in jefferson county since 1953 we're just over the the st louis county line um we farm about 180 acres out here um where the activities are going on is a 60 acre area we have the U pick patch out there uh we do hay rides it's probably one of the best hay rides in the st louis area it's a 20 minute ride around the farm you'll be able to see the crops because we actually are vegetable growers during the uh, summer, and actually we do do it during the fall, so you get to see uh, the different crops that we're growing. Uh, then we have displays set up for the kids. It's, it's all fun family activities um, that we do. We have barrel rides for the kids. Uh, there's no admission fee to get in. We have um, a large, what we call Fort Spooky, which has slides and tunnels and a small corn maze. Uh, we also do have a corn maze. Uh, for everyone to trek through, it's about a three-acre corn maze this Whoa. year. So, so we have lots of activities going on, and then we also have our kettle corn. So we do kettle corn, and that's one of a, uh, one of our good specialties. People come, and we have quite a line for that.
1: Yeah, I bet you do. Nothing like that on a on a nice uh, fall day. That's good stuff. Do you have one of those pumpkin launchers? I've always enjoyed going <laughs> out and shooting those pumpkin launchers.
4: No, we haven't gotten <laughs> into that yet. <laughs>
1: You know, it's funny uh,
2: because to me, Stuck Myers, I've been around Jeff County since about 97. Um, It it seemed like you were a farm. I mean, you did did the farm thing. At what point did somebody in your organization go, you know, we need to do stuff for the kids? And then you started with what?
4: Well, um, we used to be completely wholesale. We would take uh, produce down to produce row. And then in the late 80s, we got into... um, having an old market and then we got into raising a few pumpkins and we had a little play area with straw bales and so forth and we just kept expanding and expanding and each year we try to add a new activity we got into a few of the inflatables with the sl- things for the for the kids to slide and so <laughs> forth and our goal has always been everything for the family uh, we like to uh, we don't charge to get in you pay is if you want to do of so the extra activities, but we have fields of sunflowers that people like to take pictures yes. and uh, do all that.
1: You know, we hear, we hear a lot about um, you know, how the weather affects farming every year. What, what was this year's crop like, I mean, for, for you guys, just in general?
4: Um, in general, the pumpkins has been a challenge for, for almost everyone in the area. Um, to get pumpkins ready by October, you have to have them planted in June. July 4th is about the last date that you can maybe get one that's going to ripen up, uh, for October, but we had a lot of rains at that time. So, um, we had a couple of fields where we planted and then we got that hard rain and we did not get a set on as good, but luckily we got some good fields that, uh, very well. So I don't think we're going to have any trouble with pumpkins this year. Uh, the quality we have are pretty nice. um, but then you get into a lot of different things. Insects are a bad one this year mm-hmm. um, with everything, so um, they can they can scar your pumpkins up and so forth. But what we have uh, picked so far, and then we have the U pick. It's all looking very good this year for us. Luckily, it's always a it's always a challenge with the weather um, when you farm.
2: I think a farm tour is a is a good idea. You know, you can go to Eckert. You can go to all. You know, one up in Wentzville. There's one. You can go all around. And put uh, Stuck Myers on your list. Have you been by uh, this area? I I Mark? have
1: not been. I know I've driven by it before. I just it's by the pink elephant. haven't Been to uh, to Stuckmeyer's. Well, Yeah, I've seen the, the pink. The elephant.
2: reason I pointed out is because, uh, like I said, my wife goes there um, and you know gets plants in the spring, that kind of thing. Their mums are great. But if you can find the pink elephant, which is at 141 and 21, right near there, there uh, there's a pick a, a bone barbecue. It's a it's right out in the parking lot. It's a oh, tent. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, Phil. Have you eaten at Pickabone Barbecue? Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miriam uh, is the guy that uh, runs that, but it's a great stop. Um, but do you guys offer food there? Maybe I shouldn't. I shouldn't promote the barbecue guy in the parking lot before I ask. Do you guys serve food out at uh, Stuck
4: We do. We do have a concession where we do have hot dogs, um, p- popcorn, all your drinks, uh, nachos. And then we do uh, caramel apples, which is a fresh apple we slice, put caramel and nuts on top of it. By the, so, by the, by the um, way, I, I
2: I only buy my lottery tickets, like I bought the $670 million Powerball yeah, tickets yeah. at the Pink Elephant, because <laughs> if I won, I want to be on every net news network with my Who Farted hat on in front of the Pink Elephant and say, this is where I bought them. I'm serious. For 20 years, I bought my t- my lottery tickets there. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, you guys do a great job uh, throughout the year. Uh, do you guys do your own honey? I know my wife, I think, has bought honey from you guys
4: we don't do the honey but we do have uh actual local guys from right in the air we have two different ones one's from imperial and i believe the other one's from arnold but they have their own hives and um you're getting honey exactly from where they say it comes from and
2: is, yeah. there, is, there, is that a myth do you know uh, getting honey where you live is is important for the nutrients is that is that correct
4: that's what they say um, a lot of people like to use the honey if they have allergies and so forth yeah, yeah, yeah. so they're getting that but um, but we we try to strive for the people that you know raise their own honey yeah. and all that
1: well that's great and and uh, you have Clydesdale's out there at some point when, when is that a specific day
4: well uh, with the uh, covid and so forth they've had to cancel this oh, year I'm so sorry. we were trying to do it yep it was supposed to have been i believe this weekend and uh, we just could not they're just not going out. Um, to the smaller events like this well it's affecting everything we had always we'd always done that and it worked out real well we had pictures out in the pumpkin patch with the with the kids and all that I took pictures and they got their pictures with the with the clients so hopefully next year um, things will be straight and we can go with that but we've moved everything outside we have registers outside so for for all that we've tried to expand things out so everything's not all inside well
1: there there may be time for some people listening uh uh, to this show but you also do a fundraiser for backstoppers i want to thank you in advance for doing that because we do uh, on my show uh, on 97.1 we do everything we can for our first responders and love uh, love people who raise money for backstoppers
4: well thank you yes the um, saline valley fire protection district works with us very well on that so uh, we sponsor that with them and uh, go with there
2: Well, Phil, great talking to you, and uh, keep up the good work. I I do have a personal question. My (laughs) wife is all about, uh, she wants to have a greenhouse. And as you are, your family is an experienced group that have been doing this a long time. Can you really grow anything through the winter months in a greenhouse?
4: definitely you can oh um you can you got to <laughs> yeah. know what you're doing <laughs> depending on how cold it is and keeping it heated and so forth it can get very expensive and but yes we we do start our greenhouses we start ours about february okay. now um yeah you get into january when it's very very cold uh like if you want to raise pansies or an earlier one uh trying to keep it heated and um, is, can be very expensive, so you can watch your furnace just run all day long. Right now, no, no, um, now you're yes.
2: talking flowers. I, she wants to like you know she wants to grow vegetables. fruits and vegetables.
4: Yeah, is that possible? Oh yes, yes, we grow um, some tomatoes in in some of our greenhouses. Um, now a lot of places are going with high tunnel houses where. Um, They can start things earlier, and they can be covered if it gets to be cool. But, yes, if you want to grow stuff, it can be done. Um, We don't grow that much. We do more our plants or our flowers and start all our vegetables early on. But to have fruits ready and stuff, it's always a challenge. And part of gardening is you never know how things are. It's always a trial and error and a little bit of how people have always done it. Yeah.
1: Well, you you just ruined it for for uh, um, Mrs. Matthews by mentioning the cost. So yeah, he can forget about that now. All right, hey Phil, uh, we appreciate you coming on today. Good luck this year with uh, Stuckmeyer's Family Farms and and uh, the the fall activities. We appreciate it.
4: Thank you very much. Yep,
1: yeah, we will. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Hey, coming up on uh, Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. We talk about uh, fishing here, right? Uh, the fishing season. There's still plenty of fishing time left, but what are the best and worst states to go fishing? I've wondered myself. I've been to Montana, I've been I've been all over the country fishing. I didn't know there was a, a definitive list, but we found it, and we'll have that when we come back. We're
2: Radio in the Great Outdoors brought to you by this segment, brought to you by Chuck's Boots. Where I just got word from Sean, the owner of Chuck's Boots, that both locations, Fenton and St. Peters, are loaded down with a uh, great Carhartt gear and with a uh, great uh, selection of hunting boots and even youth style or youth size boots for your hunting season. So check them out online at Chuck's Boots.com where you can shop. But I like the stores better, Fenton and St. Peters. Tell them Bo sent you to Chuck's Boots. Okay, so
1: I play country songs because Bo had a long career in country. I've influenced you that way. Yes, so I appreciate it. And Nevada is in Vegas. And Nevada is, of course, there are 50 states. And we're going to talk about the best and worst states to fish Nevada is dead last.
2: That's a stretch, buddy. That's a stretch. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it's dead last because there's no water in uh, Hoover in, Dam. Right.
2: Or at Hoover Dam. At,
1: maybe that's, that's why. There's got to be a reason. <laughs> maybe, maybe, it's, maybe there's something more to it. Let's get to our guests, please. Uh, Sharon Sullivan is with us, the managing editor of uh, LawnLove.com, right? And uh, they're the ones that have done this ranking. I have to ask, Sharon, first of all, welcome to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors.
5: Thank you for having me. What
1: does fishing have to do with lawn care?
5: Well, it is outdoors. <laughs> um, we, do a lot of, we do a lot of things that relate to outdoors. Um, you know, our, we do our normal, um, you know, lawn care articles, but we really yeah. like to do some kind of talker pieces that people like to do and have fun and stuff on the weekends. That's and we're cool. all about giving people freedom to, to do that. They don't have to take care of the lawn so they can go fishing.
2: Perfect. I've said for years, I don't know, you don't know me that well, Mark. I've said for years, cut your grass during the week, then you can enjoy your weekend. Nice. How many people spend their entire Saturday or Sunday? Mm -hmm. No, don't do that. Go fishing instead. That's a great idea.
1: It really is. It is. So, you know, I was just telling uh, the guys here uh, going into the last break, I have fished in a lot of states all over the country, not all of them by any stretch of the imagination, but I didn't know anybody had put together a list. So so how first, before we get to who's best and who's worst, how did you arrive at the conclusions in this study?
5: Well, we looked at different metrics uh, related to fishing. So we kind of broke it down into four main categories and looked at things uh, that related to those. So we looked at community, like the number of people who get fishing licenses and the number of fishing competitions and charter boats. Um, We did access that was, uh, you know, number of lakes, uh, also marinas, uh, state covered by water and shoreline mileage and things like that. Um, The cost of licenses and tags and permits and stuff for boats, um, and also supplies, so the number of fishing gear stores and bait and tackle shops and everything in each state, and so we kind of broke it down and um, weighted those to see um, how the states ranked.
2: Well, Missouri is not the worst or the best, but it's good. <laughs> and I grew up in Minna- I grew up in Minnesota, where they say there's ten thousand lakes. Right? It's actually over fourteen thousand. Wow! And fishing was part of my growing up. I mean, every every time we got a chance to go to the little creek or going to a, a lake, we did it over the summer. Um, but I'm surprised they're not on the top five, Sharon.
5: Yeah, I know they. Um, <clears throat> it kind of got ruled out a lot by the. States that were closest to, like, the Atlantic, um, a lot of the states that had more access to, to water, um, and that kind of, uh, you know, ruled out a little bit as far as, as those uh, top numbers. A yeah. lot of them had to mm-hmm. do with the number of charter boats, um, bait-and-tackle shops, and, you know, licenses and, and shoreline mileage.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you why I would have ruled them out. I the I went fishing there once, uh, Bo. Great. Hey. And we had to carry our boat into the lake uh, where we were going to fish. And it was a canoe. And as we approached, as we approached the woods, we'd already put on our deep woods off or whatever we were using at the time. You could hear the hum of the mosquitoes as you approached the tree line. And I swear they could have picked us up and carried us to the next lake. See, that's where you missed out.
2: You should have had them carry the canoe for you because they can do that. They're trained. Yeah. Yeah, to, to, yeah, there were lots of mosquitoes up there. Oh, it's, it's disgusting. Oh, they smash like grapes. Yeah. I mean, they're just so
1: big. So, so you know, there were a couple surprises on here for me as as I looked at your at your rankings. Um, l- let me, why don't since Carl led in with a story about Las Vegas, let's talk about why Nevada ended up last. Is it ju- is it a lack of water, or or what played that a role in that?
5: Well, on the metrics, I would say they ranked pretty low in the last ten uh, states. For most of the metrics so okay. um, they rated number 49 for the number of bait and tackle shops okay. um, th- they rated 48 for marinas um, they were number f- uh, 47 for fishing licenses not many people I guess are into fishing in Nevada at all um, and so that you know they kind of ranked they did not rank well in any of the metrics. I mean, they were they were 30th or above in in all the all the different rankings for the metrics for Nevada. Um, so that's. That's why I don't think there's much of an interest um, in fishing for the the lakes and stuff that they do have.
1: Well, you should have had a metric for slot machines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that, you know, I mean, that's it, what they're doing out there. That's everybody's inside in the air conditioning uh, playing <laughs> playing jackpots. Uh, I yeah, hear that's cuddling it. is popular out there, too. <laughs> cuddling? A lot of cuddling going on out there. Um, that's funny.
2: Have you have you been to uh,
1: Hoover Dam? I, I've not. I've been to Vegas a couple times. It is I've amazing. never gotten in a car and driven over. Uh, it
2: is amazing. How but you f-
1: can't fish there.
2: I'm sure you can. You probably could fish in the river if you wanted to. Maybe, but the uh, the, the the salt deposits on the side where the water's down so mm-hmm. far right now. I mean, it's it's scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, very little water out there. Wow. Right. Anyway. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and you, uh, you know, Kansas came in 47th. Now, that's interesting, because we over here in Missouri have a love-hate relationship with Kansas uh, uh-huh. to begin with. I'll just have to admit.
5: <laughs> the bottom five are Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, Kansas, and Nebraska.
1: Yeah. So, so f- plain states. Right. Nebraska was a fifth from the bottom, Kansas fourth. And, yeah, those are, uh, you know, not I places I would have thought about going fishing in. Anyway.
2: Yeah, because there's a lot of farmland and— Mountains.
1: Uh, where? Oh, oh, no, it's flat.
2: It's flat, it's flat in the mountains
1: mountains. In Nebraska. Have you ever driven across Kansas? Now, but New Sh- Mexico, I would think.
2: Sharon, now that you have this data, have are, if you're uh, into fishing, do you then go to the top five and only the top five for your fishing excursions?
5: Well, I have only actually in the top five, I've only fished in one of the five states because that's where I live. But... I don't know. Number one is Alaska, and I don't know if I would be going to Alaska for fishing, but a lot of people go there um, on trips and fish. It's a very popular destination for for fishing. Um, And so it's... Go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say, when you can catch a halibut the size of a Volkswagen, that's why people (laughs) like to go there and fish, right? Or or, or I've got a good friend who goes salmon fishing there, and I was supposed to go this past year, but... Covid. Oh, I had a trip last May was planned, all planned out, all paid for, and I had to cancel it because of uh, Covid. So Mm. you know, what do you do? Salmon Um, in a can. That's what you get. (laughs) That's that's (laughs) that's what. Or Uh, I go to my buddy's house who brought back about sixty pounds of salmon. Wow! And I eat some over there. Some of
2: these make sense.
1: Sharon,
5: what state are you in? I live in Florida. Ah, number five. And Florida and Florida ranked number five. And, but you know, I did have some some people who were wondering why they ranked number five and not number one. So because we do have a lot of uh, you know charter charter guides and fishing, and of course we have a lot of the shoreline mileage. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I was this one metric actually surprised me about Florida was that the number of fishing licenses that are issued. We actually ranked 36 out of 50 states, so that kind of surprised me a little bit.
1: That means people aren't getting their licenses. <laughs> They're fishing anyway. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. Uh, the yeah. the
2: the bridge uh, the bridge system that gets you to Key West from Miami. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I don't think there's a lot
2: of fishing licenses sold in that area. <laughs> no. Although there's a, a lot, lot of fishing. fishing going on.
1: So the yeah. t- bottom, the top five: Florida, Rhode Island at number four, Maine, Michigan, and as we said, Alaska was was number one. Yeah, th- that's interesting. So like the ACT, you didn't you you. you don't have to get the top score in every category to be rated number one right like to get the very best score so some of them might have might have fallen off in um in the number of licenses but obviously when it comes to shoreline and marinas and charters and all that florida's clearly in the top five
5: yeah uh definitely florida has number one uh in fishing charter and guides and they ranked number seven in the percentage of state that was covered by water um the number of marinas and uh fishing trails so they ranked high in those categories but um surprisingly you know the number of fishing licenses and the number of fishing gear stores actually were were ranked uh they were ranked pretty low in those areas but oh. they they made it up in other areas
2: so in this survey if you don't mind me asking uh, are you considering offshore fishing and lake fishing or is it one or the other or both
5: yeah we we do consider both um we, that's why we talked a little bit too about you know with our experts about uh the different differences and pros and cons of freshwater fishing versus wonderful. saltwater fishing so wonderful, yeah wonderful. we looked at both
1: where can people go to find out more about the the, the study that you you have a blog up on your website
5: yes we do um on lawnlove.com uh you can check out our blog we have all of our study stories on there and we also have a lot of information about anything lawn care
1: yeah that's cool. And and. Uh, I'm sorry Carl what's your question we we need to ask her where Missouri and Illinois fell out on this list oh so, well, they weren't the top five or the bottom five yeah we know so we don't ca- sure. No, they're just, <laughs> not, <laughs> just kidding where were they uh, by well, the you, way Sharon
5: they were they were both in the middle of the road so that's good um, but Illinois was number 23 out of 50 and Missouri ranked at number 31 um, <gasps> but I can Illinois. say that Missouri ranked really high in the number of fishing licenses So there's and, and the cost of the licenses. So there is a lot of interest in fishing in Missouri.
2: Law-abiding citizens. No,
1: that could be.
5: That's a, what not, we are. Not tax <laughs> cheats.
2: <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, well, good stuff. Well, hey, Sharon, really nice having you on our program, Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. And uh, just real quick, what other, other topics do you uh, address on your blog, on your website?
5: Um, we have different stories. We have um, we just had a story about the best uh, cities for beer lovers, and um, we do a lot of, like, cool talker-type stories that people want to read about, but we talk about also everything from, you know, grass types and how to take care of your lawn to how to trim your shrubs and, and uh, take care of pests in your yard. Yeah, um, you we have a little bit of everything.
1: Because if the lawn is done, you need to know which beer to drink. Exactly. Or you can drink all exactly. your money on. That's
5: that's all. St. <laughs> or Louis or better be... You be or where you should <laughs> be going to fish.
2: St. Louis better be top 5 on that list of best <laughs> the, beers in. That's all <laughs> I'm saying.
1: Uh Sharon Sullivan, thank you so much for your time today. All right, thank you. Yep, I appreciate that. So, this wouldn't be on this list because it's out of the country, but here's my fish tale. Uh I went to Mexico. To Cancun uh, for my fortieth birthday. Yeah, and uh, my son was little, and we decided one day the girls are going to go somewhere. My going to take my son deep sea fishing. Sweet, take my son deep sea fishing. Catch a sailfish. Mm. And it was, I don't know, eighty four inches long. But wow. they're skinny. They don't weigh a whole lot. It's not a swordfish. It's a sailfish. Big, Beautiful, big, big dorsal, big bit, right? dorsal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, big long, uh, you know, spine on the on the front. And I'm, I've, I've hooked it. I'm, I'm reeling it in. I let my kid take a couple of cranks on it because he thinks he caught it to this day, even <laughs> though he's he was too young to remember. And uh, as we're getting it in, the, the the boat captain, who's Mexican, comes up to me and he goes. Um, if that's not good eating. So unless you want to mount it, we're going to cut it loose when we get it up to the boat. Oh, wow. And I'm oh, my, my adrenaline's pumping. I'm like, okay, how much does that cost?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and he tells me, well, they take care of all that back at the dock, but mm-hmm. it, it, it maybe $500, he tells me. right? I'm like, well, that's not bad at all. Right. When am I ever going to catch one of these again? So we get into the boat. They bring it up into the boat. They, they tie it off and... Put it in the you know, the bottom of the boat so everybody else can fish because it was like the first fish we caught that day or the second fish. And um, I get back. they I, pay, I had to pay $250 down Up there front. in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, they tell me they're going to send it to a company in Florida who hmm. will replicate the fish, mount it, and then crate it and send it to my house. But the actual fish does not... Ever only the get to your wall. only the nose oh, of okay. the face.
2: Okay, I didn't know that.
1: Only the nose, like the spine or whatever that uh, comes off the top, whatever you call that thing, looks like a you know a, a sword. Sword, and and because it's not a swordfish, it was a sailfish. So anyway, I I'm great with that. I give him a credit card, got my receipt, all that stuff, name of the company that's going to be contacting me, and I wait and I wait and I wait and I don't hear from them. Right. Then I find out that it's going to be a whole lot more than $500. Oh, it was going man. to be like a $1,100, Ooh. right, for the time they got right, it to right. me. Well, then a hurricane hits Florida, and it delays, shuts down everything down there. So about four months later, I'm sitting in my living room, and uh, this truck backs into the driveway. Gets this big box out of the back. I'm like, what in the world is this? It was my fish, right?
2: Hmm. Oh, no.
1: The crating fee alone. Was two hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, the the, the initial yeah, but down. Yeah, you're all had, in now. Well, I know, I, this thing ended up costing me almost fifteen hundred dollars. But by the time I got it mounted in, and on the wall, does it hang on your wall today? It does today. My kid took it to college and used it all four years at Mizzou, hanging over his fireplace as a down bottle there. opener. Because my <laughs> wife, because my wife won't let me hang it over our fireplace. Aww. But it lives in the basement. It's still there today. And that's so. If you ever go to Mexico and you hook a big fish they're lying to you about what it's going to cost you to mount just know that up front maybe you don't care but they will lie to you about how much it costs wow. to wow
2: well at least you still have it it's not seven dollars mm. in the garage sale <laughs> no nope, not yet definitely not yeah
1: right. so the minute i kick the bucket she's getting rid of that thing. oh i'm sure absolutely yeah, that. yeah
2: i've got uh i've got items like that that are, <laughs> that are on my wife's list uh yeah
1: yeah so good stuff what do you think Thanks for listening to uh, Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors, Bo Matthews. I appreciate you, buddy. Man, I, I, uh,
2: I can I just say I love listening to you in the morning every week. Uh, you're my show prep for my show. I appreciate you. On St. You. St. Louis Thank Talks. You uh, much. Yeah. Carl, great
1: job. Thank you. All right. Songs for Enjoy you. Enjoy
2: the rest of your weekend, everybody. See you, boys.
0: Get more at 971talk.com